Good evening and welcome to another episode of Roxanne's Corner. Merry Christmas, everyone. And guess what? I have a special guest with me and his name is, what's your name? Bud. We have Bud in the house, but it's not really Bud. This is my brother, Rodney Phillips, and we're in Orlando um, at his beautiful home celebrating Christmas 2019. And so we decided to do a podcast uh, this evening. We tried to do a podcast in Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina during the summer, but unfortunately, a hurricane blew through. What was the name of the hurricane? You remember? Well, in the midst of that hurricane, my mom and I, um, we evacuated to Rock Hill, South Carolina. And you probably heard another episode with my cousin, myself, and my mom. I think that was back in September. So we did, that was the last podcast recording that I did. So we wanted to do a Christmas podcast today to talk about, um, Christmas memories. So I'm going to talk to my brother about those memories that he's had. And my first question to Rodney is, are you ready? Sure. How do you prepare for Christmas? You probably got the you probably got the wrong person to ask that one for. Why? Because I am notorious. Uh-huh. For waiting until the last moment to do something. Calandra will tell you it wasn't until here recently that I stopped going to the mall Christmas Eve going shopping. Why? Because I never, number one, I was always, always a procrastinator. Always. Yeah, I think we got that from Dad. No, no, and I think, I guess part of it also with me, Mm. because the only thing that I had to buy when it came to Christmas shopping was the stuff for Calandra. Mm-hmm. Damien stuff, we always took care of it. It was either layaway or it was ordered and we were done with it. Mm-hmm. You guys, mom and daddy's stuff was already done. Your stuff was always done. Never had to worry about it. I mean, we did it, but we did it in advance of you guys coming down, so mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about it. Calandra stuff, I had to break time away mm-hmm. and get away from work and get away from Damien because he couldn't hold water. <laughs> He still can't. <laughs> I told him one time when I got Calandra. Mm-hmm. She knew before the end of the day. <laughs> was this so, back in Texas? Yes, this was in Texas. So, <laughs> yeah, that was. I didn't tell her what I didn't tell her what you got. I just said I know what it is, and it was. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I guess that is telling what it is. But um, with Calandra. I've always known exactly what I wanted to get her. Mm. And I've been very fortunate in that I've always been able to go out and say, it's not going anywhere. These things that I want to get her for Christmas are not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I can get them. And I've always had them earmarked and identified. Mm-hmm. And it's always been funny because I could leave the house Christmas Eve morning, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Mm. I would pull up to the mall. I would park right near the front door. I would walk into the store, go straight to what I wanted, Mm -hmm. pick it up, and walk straight out. Mm -hmm. And I would come home, and Calandra would be like, well, how bad was it? It's not bad at all, because Mm -hmm. the people that actually shop on Christmas Eve, we know what we're getting. Yeah. And we know where to go get it. 
and we know exactly how much it's going to cost. So, I mean, it's no big deal. But I'm just not the person to, to talk to about planning for for Christmas Eve. For Christmas, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't prepare either. So this was the first year that I didn't bring anything down. Like Christmas gifts. Because I came so early, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get everything while I'm here with no problem. Yeah, how'd that work for you? Well, you know what happened. So, to my listeners, what happened was, (laughs) on December 23rd, I lost my cell phone. And with that, it was very disappointing. And it was just, it was a different kind of situation because I never lost my, wait. I've lost my cell phone, but it had it hadn't been during the holiday season, so I was easily able to recover. But this time, for some reason, I was really a little stressed out about it. So you know, I lost my cell phone, and then have a conversation with my brother and my sister. They were like, "How? Why don't you just add another line?" So the following day, added another line. Got a new phone, blah, 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 and the rest is history. So that's how my Christmas preparation have been <laughs> this, this year was losing a cell phone. But I, I still was able to get the gifts that I was supposed to get or wanted to get for my family members. My next question is, what does Christmas mean to you? Christmas has always been a time... For to me, that we have always been together, one way or another. Um, when I was little, even before you came along, um, we would always start out either at Grandma Dorothy's house, or we would head down to Piper with Bert and Levi. Um, after you came along, we started doing breakfast at the house and then venturing out either to Grandma Dorothy's or going down to Grandma Bertha and Levi's and then going over to um, Aunt Ruth's or Aunt Mary's, rotating. But it's always been a time where we've been able to be together with family. Um, very fortunate because even, well, once we were older, there was probably seven or eight year span where we weren't together for the holidays. Um, the time where I was wrapping up school and we had moved to Texas, probably the first couple of years we were out there, we weren't together for Christmas. Um, but after that, our father made it his plan and intention to make sure that we were all together Christmas, no matter where we were. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when you guys started coming to Texas every year. And it started out, you guys would come down right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you would either come down December 26th, 27th, yeah. and stay through New Year. Or you would come down um, after the, just after the but some kind of way we spent the holidays together. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to Savannah, it just turned into Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. It was good. And it was, it's always been a very good time where we've been able to be together. And it's been able to continue. And then we've added family members. Yes. 
we have invited, we have, oh gosh, that was back in 08, mm-hmm. Christmas 08, when we had everybody down here. Yeah. Granddad, John C., um, oh gosh, I had people from work over, mm-hmm. Damien had friends from school over, I had folks from my old job over, oh my, I think we had like 20 some odd people in the house. Yeah. Miss Hopkins was there. Calandra had co-workers there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Wow. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think as your as your homes have gotten bigger, <laughs> <laughs> the invitation list has gotten bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been kind of. I mean, last year we were we kind of. I think last year we ended up with twenty people here at the house. Yes. That was a time. That was that was, that was a, a fish, good a time. Fish yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, a lot of every room in this house was filled. Yeah. But that's yeah. what it was built for. Yeah. The house was built to allow family to come in here and stay here and be here mm-hmm. and spend time together. No matter what the day was, no matter what the time was, no matter what the occasion was. Preferably happy occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did not matter. That's what Calandra and I envisioned whenever we built a house. When we built the house in Savannah, it was built with the with the intention of that back room, that back room on the main floor, mm-hmm. housing dinners, breakfasts, and family time together. This house, that's what that lanai is back there for, to sit out uh, when we're doing barbecues and doing fish fries. This dining room. This dining room table is always meant to expand all the way out and pull all the chairs up to and eat and have family together. Um, and that's Phillips, Watkins, Lockett, Wooten, Smith, whoever they may Blake, Blake whoever it may be, Blakely. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the blood relation. Yeah, even even not being blood related. Yeah. To come over and to gather yeah. and to be around the table. Because yep. that's how important a table is. is to gather, is to talk, and to have great times and build memories. Exactly. But we did go outside today. I went outside for five minutes today. I should have stayed outside longer. It was beautiful. It was about 80 degrees when I tapped out there earlier. Yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful outside. Um... So, have you ever thought about the differences? So, we all grew we grew up in Detroit, mm-hmm. and every Christmas was basically in Detroit. Yes. We did not travel until we got older for the holidays. What's the difference in a cold Christmas and a warm Christmas? Because after you after you left, you did not go back to Detroit for a holiday. <laughs> so. <sighs> Well, you came back. I came back once for Thanksgiving. And the other one was to propose. Yeah, we were still in school then. She was in grad school. I was was finishing up Morris Brown. Okay. But, yeah. um, (laughs) And as you say that, I'm looking at this picture that's got the GM building on it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, The difference between Northern and Southern. Mm -hmm. To me... The only difference is the weather. I mean, mm-hmm. the holiday is the holiday is a holiday. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of, 
I guess you could say it's easier to get in the mood when you're putting on sweaters and coats and everything. Mm-hmm. But I figured out pretty easily that I'm pretty good Christmas time in shorts. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. good like that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm good with shorts and jimmies and I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. Yeah. Um, sitting outside on my back porch frying a turkey. Mm-hmm. That works for me. But you know, when we were growing up, it didn't matter what the weather, we were still doing some kind of culinary cooking outside. No, daddy cooked outside. Um, the only thing, you know, it's funny. I mean, we, and a lot of that happened after I left. Mm, yeah. Daddy would barbecue. After I, after I left, daddy would barbecue during the winter time. When mm-hmm. I was there, we had the gas grill outside, and sometimes we would cook steaks outside. Mm-hmm. We would cook hamburgers outside sometimes. But the bulk of the time, we were not outside cooking. And part of that was because of the way that when you were young, you won't, you may not remember this, but Daddy worked a lot mm-hmm. afternoon shift. Yeah. Um, more so, he worked midnight shift mm-hmm. because he was able to get that shift premium. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until really, like right when I got ready to leave, he, Daddy got the day shift. I think it was my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And he only worked it for like a year. And he went mm-hmm. right back to midnight. Yeah. And he, true enough, he won the time. And he always managed to still spend time with us. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of the time, like dinner, mama always cooked. Yes. Yes. I mean, there was always like, be it spaghetti, chicken, yes. pork chop, whatever else. Yeah. She always cooked dinner unless daddy was off. Mm-hmm. Now, if daddy was off, then I was coming home and opening the door to the smell of pine saw, bleach, he was mopping the kitchen, the steps, mm-hmm. the basement, the bathrooms, all this other stuff, and then there was also the smell of navy beans, turnip greens, and some bread. Yeah, <clears throat> because he was cooking. But I mean, it was—I mean, it was just—it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I got older. That's when he was, they went to that five-day op at GM, mm-hmm. and he had that time, mm-hmm. and he was there a lot more. Like, when you were growing up, oh, man, mm-hmm. he was always home with you. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you had that luxury. I didn't have that. Yeah. When we were living in Indiana, he would, of course, his job was different. Mm-hmm. So, he, of course, I would come home or from school or um work at that time when we were in in Indiana. He he had dinner already ready, grilled out or whatever. Mm. And I was like, okay. And then when we started to come down here for Christmases and all of that, I was like, I I often thought what the difference what the differences were between a northern Christmas and a southern Christmas because of the the seasonal thing. Because I noticed like now I think people are nicer down here. I don't know what it is. People are nicer, more chill during the holidays than it than they are up north. I don't know what it is, but it depends I just... on where you are. A lot of it depends on where you are. It depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, people can be buttwads no matter where you go. However, yeah. people can also be very nice. Yeah, maybe it's just that southern hospitality in general. But I don't know. I think you get what you get. But I think that. Um, a lot of people don't always 
they don't always understand or accept what the season is. Mm -hmm. And even though we may wear what the season is on our side, mm -hmm. it's not always the same thing for everybody else. A lot True. of people have a lot of difficulty handling the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that have some serious grief issues. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have PTSD issues mm -hmm. wrapped around the holidays. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had um, a friend of mine um, just made a post on Facebook their significant other passed away mm. and they were having the viewing on Christmas Eve mm. and then the funeral the day after. Meaning Christmas? Yes, the day after Christmas. Oh, the day after Christmas. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I'm sitting here thinking that has got parties. That has got to be hell. Yeah. I mean, because from now and evermore you're gonna remember you're gonna that tie yeah that to christmas mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. it's bad enough but whatever is gonna happen is bad enough mm -hmm. i mean i can tie january 19th to any day exactly any, anything in the world but to have to tie it to christmas mm -hmm. that's got to be a nightmare yeah. yeah so i mean a lot of people have a lot of struggles that they deal with and everybody doesn't know everybody's story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah what are your fondest memories of Christmas through the decades? So, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and now your, <coughs> your 50s. <coughs> um, my favorite memory as a kid is probably when... I got in so much trouble. You were always getting in trouble. No, but this time was different. I had done, I don't know what I did, but I had gotten grounded. And mom and daddy told me I was not getting anything. And I don't know what they did, but I was just sure I didn't get jacked. Uh -huh. I was, I mean, I was. I went to was it school related? Was I think it, was, it? it was school related. Uh -huh. And whatever it was, it was pretty bad. Uh -huh. But I was just, okay, I'm, well, Christmas just ain't going to happen this year. We put the tree up, but I didn't even The white it. tree? No, this is the green tree. Okay. This is the green tree. You were, I don't even know if you were born yet. Mm. But it was like, I remember the gifts being under the tree. I didn't even bother to look. Mm. I mean, because they, mama would walk, I don't know what you looking over there for. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so, it was to the point, <laughs> I went to bed and did not get up in the morning. I mean, I stayed asleep. I slept through the night uh -huh. on Christmas Eve. And I remember finally getting up and mom, I think daddy had worked because their, their shift was kind of set up where they went in a little bit early, they got mm -hmm. off a little bit early, especially on the holidays so they could spend time with their families. And, um... Mama got up and she said, okay, what you want for breakfast? I was like, I can have some cereal or something. That's, that's fine. She's like, no, I think I'm going to do some. I think she said, she, I think she did grits and fried eggs and stuff like that. that mm. day. Um, was this, like said, was this a Long Acre? Or, long acre. Okay. Long acre. Like I said, you hadn't been born yet. So it had to be like nine. or It had to be like nine. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and... Um, she said, you coming downstairs? I said, yeah, let me, I'm, I'm going to make up my bed and I'll be right down. So she went downstairs 
And I came downstairs and I just remember seeing stuff. Everywhere. Aww. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you weren't as you weren't that bad. Oh no, I was it was bad. Trust me, Did I you get bad. a whooping? Heck yeah. Oh god. Heck yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think that was I had a for both of them. Think Wait a minute. <laughs> Mama whooped you? Heck yeah. Oh, oh my god. That was on a regular. That was always. That was like everyday occurrence. <laughs> Mom would tell me to dust. I wouldn't dust. Oh, that sounds, <laughs> that, that sounds familiar. Oh gosh. I used to get home. Mama would, I would be home all summer long. Mama would get home and I had it down to a science uh-huh. being able to dust, uh-huh. vacuum, and fold clothes in from 23 the, minutes. From the time she left time downtown to the time t- she pulled in line. <laughs> and the thing is, the funniest thing was, she actually thought I was drinking. What? Because every day, I told you, 23 minutes, I can get it done. Uh-huh. So I had that stuff done out of the way. So I got done, and I went upstairs, took my shower, brushed my teeth, and came on down. Uh-huh. She kept smelling toothpaste on my breath, so she thought I was you were drinking the during the day. She thought I was hitting the bar in the back. <laughs> Quiet as it's kept, I can't stand the alcohol. Right, right. I don't. I don't drink now. Mm-hmm. I drink once in a purple moon. Yeah, but. I could not stand that, but she thought I was drinking for the longest time. But anyway, that's another story. But both of them, I caught it from both of them that time. Uh-huh. And um, it was just, it was amazing because it let me know that it wasn't necessarily, yes, you got to be, you got to be good. You got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But they still loved me. They still cared enough to mm-hmm. say, okay, yeah, he's a good kid. We're, we're still good Right. Um... Through my 20s, I would have to say learning enough by watching Christmas through Grandma, Granddad, Mm -hmm. Mama, Daddy, um, Grandma Dorothy, Tusi, and all of them, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to figure out what it was really about. Mm -hmm. And... Being able to figure out that it's not just about what you get. Right. And, but it's more about what you give and why you give. Mm-hmm. Um, the year that I came back and did my internship at GM. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the best Christmas I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to independently give gifts to everyone. Um. I was able to individually watch the joy. Mm -hmm. And then I was also able to turn around and propose. (laughs) Three or four days later on top of the GM. So it was a pretty good Christmas. I I bet, yes. That that was very interesting. Yes. Yes. Um, Because that was the first time Calandra had been in snow. Wasn't it? Yeah. No, that was the second time. Okay. That was the second time. Okay. Uh, first time she got out the car and almost fell into it and drowned. <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. What about your 30s? Because by that, in your 30s, 30 you were years. well into marriage and you were yeah. living in we Texas. In Texas. Yes. Um, in the 30s, oh man, it was probably just, 
enjoying being able to watch Damien grow. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was kind of difficult. Um, between losing Calandra's grandmother, mm-hmm. um, losing grandma, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of, that that kind of took its toll. But all that um, we had still been able to. We had had Miss Hopkins down to the house numerous times, a couple of times at that point. So she was able to see everything and how everything was progressing. Um, Dorothy hadn't been able to come down. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't get her down there. Um, but it was it was more of a time to teach Damien. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the fun part was to relay all of the Christmases that we had had to Calandra and Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, their Christmas experience was were different. They didn't mm-hmm. have... Um, they had, Of course, they had family. They had cousins and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had the gift-giving and everything else. But it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to relate that to them and expose them to what we call Christmas was different and it was fun Mm -hmm. and it was fun being able to get that across and being able to watch that grow within them um it was awesome it was it was truly excellent and fun that was probably the best part of it and that's i mean that's really all that matters so then so you were in your 30s in texas Mm -hmm. and then you transitioned in your were you about 40 ish in savannah savannah So, talk about your fondest memories in Savannah and now in Orlando. Savannah was probably... Savannah was different because Damien was growing up. Mm -hmm. He was seven... Damien was 16 and he was hitting some serious growing pains. Yes. When we left Texas, we kind of yanked him out of there Mm -hmm. and dropped him in Richmond Hill, Savannah. So he was going through a lot of growing pains. However, um, Calandra and I were also growing professionally, uh, personally. Um, so we were trying to deal with him and trying to move and trying to do all this other stuff, trying to get our careers where they were going because I was changing jobs. I mean, I had left a job I had been on for 12, 13 years, <coughs> moderately successful at it. I mean, I was doing I was decent. Um, but the fun part, again, getting him past that level, mm-hmm. getting him past the growing pains without breaking his neck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, his story is a lot about is a lot like mine because I was picked up mm-hmm. in the middle of my high school. Yeah, I was a freshman. Yeah, he was a junior. Yeah, yeah, and then going into Olmstead Falls High School. Mom and dad, I don't know what you were thinking. But anyway, it happened, and you go through growing pains, and you had to go through the holidays, you know, not being around your mm-hmm. your main yeah. your main circle. Yeah. And so it can be difficult. Yeah, and, that, and that's, the, I mean, that's the main challenge, because we had our church family that mm-hmm. we were rooted in. Mm-hmm. Um, St. John's, I mean, everything was there. Damien, mm-hmm. everybody that he grew up with, I mean... You move them from Lynette into Texas, 
then, I mean, from the kids that he do there, mm -hmm. then you drop him here. Okay, he adapts, he adjusts, and he starts growing there. Mm -hmm. uh, starts to play, for, play plays basketball for a minute. <laughs> then he starts to play football. He gets friends in football, and mm -hmm. they're growing, and they grow together, and they grow up together. Kids that he's still close with today. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's, it was challenging to him because he had to figure out who am I now? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know these kids and they're not, they're not opening up to me at all. Why? Mm -hmm. What's, what's the difference? Um, and it was rough for him for a minute. Mm -hmm. It was rough for him for a while. I mean, there were a couple months where he had some serious challenges. Um, but through all of that, he was able to figure out what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, he figured out how to get out of high school. He figured out how to get into school, get his degrees. Um, through some connections, he got his jobs. And he has grown and blossomed in the same company for almost 11 years. That's one thing our family is good at, is to oh, yeah, stay at a job. job. Yeah, we, we, we will stay at a job yeah, until we, job. <laughs> we something got to really happen. <laughs> we can keep a job. And it's funny because you can look at my resume. Somebody brought it up one day. They looked at my resume. She's like, Rodney, why did you leave? What made you leave? Oh, we, we, we moved. Yeah, we moved. And then you left this job after the, Why would you leave a job after you've been there for 13 years? We, we moved. moved. <laughs> That's the only reason why you leave a job. You don't leave a job because, oh, things are going horrible. You, leave, you don't leave until the wheels fall off. As long as you pay me, as long as my check goes through, yeah. I'm staying. Yeah, and Merry I'm Christmas. Staying. Exactly. <laughs> so I can get the gifts that keep on giving. <laughs> That's right. So this this next question um, is, I think you had, I don't know if you have a favorite Christmas song, but if you do, will you please share it with the listeners? My favorite Christmas song. Song. Um, it's probably Carol of the Bells. Really? Yes. Is why in why is that your favorite song? And is there a version of the song? Um, any version that has a huge choir singing it mm -hmm. is best. Is there a, a section of the choir that speaks to you? Is it alto, tenor? No, because it's the way the way that song goes. It's when the voices meld together and mm -hmm. give and give the harmony and the the bells and everything else. Mm -hmm. When you've got all of those voices and they mature and they all come together and it's just it is magical and beautiful to hear. It is yeah. truly awesome. So, would you say you like to hear it with um, an orchestra or just a regular band? No, it needs to be... An orchestra and choir combined? I wouldn't want... I can deal with it. I can, I've heard it with, as an orchestra. I've heard it um, on the instrumental side. And mm -hmm. It's been good. Um, I've heard Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They mm -hmm. do a phenomenal job with it. I've heard... Um, Oh God! Five guys and a cello. 
I think it's five guys on the cello that mm-hmm. do it. Um, I have heard. Oh, I've heard a lot of different versions of it, but it's it's been beautiful. I've heard pentatonics. Yeah, yeah. Um, theirs was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I mean, they've all been they've all been phenomenal. Okay. They've all been phenomenal. This is my last question, and then we're gonna close. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite Christmas gift? Wow. My favorite Christmas gift? I am 50 years old. 51 years old. Yes. 50 plus one. My favorite Christmas gift? Um... So, so listeners, while while Rodney is thinking about his favorite Christmas gift, what you hear in the background is my mother and my cousin yeah, talking exactly. about commercials. Yeah. So back to your favorite Christmas gift. Um, my favorite Christmas gift would probably be the answer to my proposal. Oh, that is so sweet. Okay, so since we're talking about that, mm-hmm. and it was your favorite Christmas gift, um, did you have a doubt that she would say yes? Yeah, I did. Why do you have a doubt? I was never, and I do mean I was never the most confident. Um, secure man in the world mm-hmm. um, I have always held insecurities mm-hmm. um, when we got together I had probably had a crush I had a crush on Calandra the first day I met her are you serious first day I met her Mm-hmm. Jock Days introduced us in the cafeteria mm-hmm. at the, in the Borders Tower. We were having lunch on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was just before she was getting ready to go online and play a JK. Mm-hmm. So I met her and I used to walk around with this book all the time. Um, my planner. Mm-hmm. And I had my phone numbers and addresses and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I put it down and Calandra was just being Calandra's um, she took it and she wrote her name and phone number. She said, you better use it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And um, walk, I, we got it, We all got up and we walked. I walked her back. We walked back as a group. There were mm-hmm. like 10 of us. Walked them back to SAQ and then we walked back um, back down to Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Well, she disappeared because, like I said, she was pledging. And I didn't really talk to Calandra for a while and then over time we got to be friends um but still just friends and I can just remember I was like oh god this girl is just gorgeous oh mm. my gosh she got a nice tush on oh my gosh <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to I don't know if I want to hear this but oh, go ahead gosh. oh my god this girl is just gorgeous and I remember, I mean, it was just like, 
And she was not, she never saw me. She never saw me. And so I was like, oh, well, whatever. Well, two years later. Two years? A year and a half, two years later. Yeah, two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, we're still friends. We're still, I mean, we got to be very good friends. Mm-hmm. And it was probably over the course of that summer when I was in G- working at GM. Because I would, God, I hope no GM folks are listening. But mm-hmm. um, when I was working midnights, we would walk routes throughout the building. Mm-hmm. And if we got far enough along our route, and we got far enough ahead, we could stop, take a break. Mm-hmm. And I would use my break time to call and check on friends around mm-hmm. the country. So, I called Calandra. Well, she was awake. Mm-hmm. So, we talked and we got, I know one night we talked from probably midnight until five in the morning. While you was at work? Yes, while I was at work. Hunter, oh God, Hunter, uh, Hunter Morrison mm-hmm. was my supervisor at the GM building. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Hunter, I would I would go up and Calandra and I would, I was in the Argonaut building on mm-hmm. my route. And we would just we would just talk and we talked until about five in the morning. And I was like, okay, I gotta get ready to go so I can go home and go to bed. And cause I gotta get up and go to class. Cause I was taking the summer school. Mm-hmm. I think I was taking chemistry mm-hmm. at that time. Chemist major. Mm-hmm. But um I was taking my chemistry class. And um all right, I'm going to bed now. And it was funny. When I met Calandra's grandmother that next year uh, in the spring, you the boy she been talking to. Mm. Yeah. Well, I didn't know this at the time, mm. but Calandra's grandmother had told her, oh, that's who you need to be dating right there. Mm. And I guess some kind of way that stuck in her head. Mm. Um, because that next year, well, back up. Calandra's mom got very, very sick. I mm-hmm. mean, to the point where they didn't think she was going to make it. Mm-hmm. She had had some stomach uh, aneurysms. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think she was going to make it out. So Calandra and I, we were... Um, Calandra didn't have a driver's license, but she needed to get back and forth. And she asked me if I could drive her mom's car and take her back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, no problem. I'll take you. Uh, I get out of class at this time. You get out this time. I'll meet you, pick you up, take mm-hmm. you down to the hospital, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, um, we spent more and more and more time together. Mm. All of our friends thought we were already dating. Mm. Her sweet mates mm. already thought we were dating. I mean, they would come down and say, y'all dating, huh? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, because I think Calandra was actually dating somebody else at the time. Mm. And then, um, I don't think I was, I wasn't talking to anybody at the time. And um, so I was, we were running back and forth and blah, 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 rock on, rock on. The following fall comes around and Calandra's like, okay, I need to separate from my, myself from you guys because nobody is going to date you guys because they always see you with me. Mm. I'm like, so what? Whatever. Mm. Meanwhile, I still got a low-key crush on her. Mm-hmm. And she's still not seeing me. That you know of. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, probably October, we went out one night as a group. And we went to see a movie. I forgot what we went to see. But I had these polka dot blue and white shorts. 
Okay. Polka dot blue. This is back when Kwame was out. So yes. Polka dot shorts. Mm-hmm. I had on some white, either K-Swiss or Fila. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Had on no socks. Mm-hmm. Legs was lotion. I was mm-hmm. cool. Silk t-shirt. Mm. Um, I can't Was it the tan one? I had two silk t-shirts. I got them Jack's Place. Okay. I had one that was green and I had one that was beige. Mm-hmm. I think I had on the green one. Mm. Well, we went to the show. Then we came out. We were at Lennox Mall. We went to see something at Lennox Mall. Mm. So, we come out and we're waiting for them to go get the cars and whatever else. We, we didn't have cars. Mm. We had friends that all drove. So, um... I don't know why, but something, I got a wild burp in my butt. <laughs> and I just, I walked up behind Calandra and I just started whispering her in her ear, come on, give me a. <laughs> <laughs> You're so corny. I was like, come on, come on, give me a. Come on. And she was like, no. I was like, come on, give me a. Come on. Come on. Picture and this. she just she blew me off again. I was like, "Come on, come on, get in, get in." She was like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> So we got we got in the car. Um, we rode with Glenn. Oh god! So she was up in the front. I was in the back. Um, and we drove back. Glenn dropped her off and then dropped me off. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like this is an episode of School Days. It's worse. It's worse. Well. Two weeks later, we had gone, two weeks later, we went, I had a friend that worked at the Fox Theater Mm -hmm. in the ticket ticket booth. Well, she hooked me up um, with tickets to see a play, and I can't remember, it was something like Beauty Shop or something like that, but I can't remember the actual name Mm -hmm. of the play, but it was excellent. So, I asked Calandra if she wanted to go, she said, yeah, so we were going. Um, we got dressed up, we went, and we went to the, went to the play, had a blast, mm-hmm. and then, um, we went out to get something to eat on the way back to the school. Borrowed Jock's car, so I was like, Jock, um, we're gonna go get something to eat and then I'll bring you your car back. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, just park it here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. What about the key? He's like, I got an extra key, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Cool, fine, fine. So, we went to Denny's. And we had, this is when they first came out with the triple play appetizer. Mm-hmm. Onion rings, cheese sticks, and chicken finger. Oh, it was the bomb. <laughs> we sat there for probably two and a half hours mm-hmm. and talked. And she asked me a question. She asked me, what do I want in... Mm-hmm. And then she asked me something else, and I forgot what the question was. But basically, I was describing her. Mm-hmm. And um, went on, we talked and we talked and we talked and we talked, and then we finally got up out of there. Well, two weeks later, we were together. So she gave me in. Well, in a way. 
So what was it to make her give in that this is the best Christmas gift ever? I was very fortunate. Um, I don't know. To this day, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because when we go to Savannah and mm -hmm. she comes up to my job, one of our reporters, Jan Scutch, I used to mess with Scutch all the time. I'm like, Scutch, you know you're older than my dad, right? Mm. Like, look here, kid. Funny guy. Mm. Anyway, but uh, whenever he sees Calandra, mm. what did he do to kids? What What is wrong with him? <laughs> what? what did he do? Uh -huh. And it's, it's funny. Um, another friend of mine, Rhonda, up in Savannah, she works in the paper. Um, we could, we'll see Rhonda. Rhonda's hilarious, but she'll ask Landra, why? Mm -hmm. Why are you with her? Why? <laughs> they make you, make it seem like you're just this horrible person. I'm, looking, I'm like, really? I am standing right here. Right, now. right. Um, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, that's a question you have to ask her. I will definitely have to ask her. I don't know. Um, I know that I am very fortunate and blessed. Um, because a lot of people wanted to be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you get any fights on the yard? No. Okay, good. Uh, good, because that wouldn't have been a great Christmas. We didn't have that kind of... I wasn't that kind of person. I was not going to... I was never a fighter. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't ever my size or anything like that. I just I just didn't fight anybody. Yeah. We're a humble family. Yeah. I wasn't... I think I got into one almost fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was funny. It was me and Puff. Mm -hmm. We had gone... We were in New Orleans, I think. No, well, I forgot where we were. Oh, drill we were team? Yeah, somewhere gay Mm -hmm. And we were playing around and playing around, and we got to tussling and whatnot. And we almost—I think I had tapped. I think we had thrown. We were body slamming each other or something like that. We were playing wrestling or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And it was God rest his soul, buff. We always had a lot of fun, but we always we we came just up to the. You edge. went too far, a little just bit. Just to the end. Mm -hmm. But we didn't. We wow. Were we were brothers. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to add to this Christmas memory podcast? Tell your family you love them. Absolutely. I don't think we hear enough of that, um, especially. In the time, in the times that we're living, um, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of love being shown um, to anyone. It seems, and I don't know what that's about. But yes, I agree with you. You need to you need to share that you love your family, and not just in gifts, but you need to verbalize it. Yeah. You know. Yep. Absolutely. You can't tell somebody you love them when they close their eyes. Right. Well, you can. It's just doesn't. It's not the same impact, you know. They can't answer you. No, they cannot say "I love you" back. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for listening to Roxanne's Corner. Um, this is going to be one of um, many podcasts this week about Christmas. So I want you to um, make sure you share this with your friends. You can reach me at Roxanne's Corner, R-O-X-A-N-N-E-S, capital K-O-R-N-E-R, at gmail.com. Also on Instagram and Facebook up under Roxanne's Corner. I just want to thank my brother really quick before he leaves his office. Um, Thank you for conducting this interview with me and having this lovely conversation about Christmas. Until next time, everyone have a wonderful evening.